What's up, you guys? I'm Andrea. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Inhuman, a true crime podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I'm sure you guys are cussing me right now because this is not part two of Golden State Killer. <laughs> I am so, so sorry, but this case is so huge um, that, number one, I want to, you know, get all the details. I want to be able to, you know, give you guys a good episode and tell the victim stories and, you know, do all of the things. Um, my life is very chaotic right now. I am planning the twins birthday and there's just a lot of stuff going on in our personal lives. Um, most of it is good, so don't worry, but I just decided that to, to do the right thing is to push it off (laughs) till next week. Um, and we'll have it for you guys on Monday. That way I can just make it the best for y'all. So yeah. And that's what, you know, what we're here to do. So <laughs> <laughs> give you give you guys the best factual information that we can. And sometimes that means doing things like this. You, you guys know we've pushed episodes off in, in the yeah, past. It, it happens. I mean, <laughs> life gets busy and I'm sure you guys understand. But we still wanted to get an episode out for you guys today. Yes. So here we are. Listener Stories, Volume 12. All right. So let's go ahead and dive into the first story. It says, hey, Haley and Andrea, I'm Alice, a fan from New Zealand. <gasps> I want to go I to know. New Zealand so badly. So do I. Oh, my gosh. If oh, we ever tour, we have to go there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love listening to your podcast when I'm out on my daily walks, but sometimes I get spooked and have to keep checking behind me. LOL. Same. <laughs> I do that, too. Anyway, my story is about my partner's paranormal experiences in our house we bought together two years ago. He has senses and experiences with the other side. I feel he gets it from his dad, who is very open and nonchalant about seeing spirits and feeling auras. To give some background, they grew up in the country on land where the church used to be. When my partner was young, about seven or eight, he would go to his parents' bedroom during the night, upset he couldn't sleep because of all the people walking up and down the stairs. Okay. Anyway, when we bought our house, his dad helped us move in. I asked him if he sensed any spirits or bad feelings in the house. He told me there's nothing evil, but there is a bald 50-year-old man standing in your backyard holding a motorbike helmet. Okay. I was so freaked out, but he is, he is so used to it, he didn't think anything strange. It's worth mentioning now that my partner was not there for that interaction and, didn't, and I didn't tell him about it. Also, both my partner and his dad used to race motorbikes professionally, so I like to think this man felt a connection to them. That's neat. A few months went by, and my partner and I went to bed. He struggles to get to sleep, so was wide awake when he said a man in full motorbike gear touched his leg. When he looked up, he said to him, This is your house now. You seem like nice people, so I'm going to go now. And then he walked away. Aww. He w- I know. 
He was so frozen in fear, he only screamed afterwards. He didn't sleep much <laughs> that night. But I hope the man is at peace now. Thank you for listening. Alice. Aw. That is such a sweet story, Alice. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. That's yeah. a good way to start off today's episode. Yeah. The next story is from Sarah. Okay, hold on. I need to scroll correctly. Okay. <laughs> Hi, guys. I know everyone says this, but I love the pod and hope you know that your hard work is so much appreciated by all of us listeners. Oh, thank, thank you. That means a lot. It does. I'll get right to my spooky haunted house story. I apologize in advance for how long it is, but I promise it's worth a read. Never apologize. <laughs> Never. In college, I lived in a house right off campus with three other girls for my junior and senior year. It was built in 1912, and there were a lot of odd things about the house that we loved and made it quirky. For example, each bedroom had its own door to the outside. My bedroom and the one next to mine even had their own rickety wooden patios outside of our exit doors. We joked that maybe back in the day it was used as a brothel or trap house or something which <laughs> might explain the four front doors. I that's mean, funny. Yeah, that's valid. very well good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, the house was built on a hill, so our part of the house was technically the upstairs, and when the hill and when the hill sloped down, there were two apartments on the first floor and a shared laundry room. Because of this, there was a creepy horror movie style basement and staircase leading up into the bedroom next to mine that you could use to access the laundry room if it was raining and you didn't want to walk outside and around the house to get to it. Okay, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I refused to stay in that room because the stairs freaked me out, so I picked mine strategically when we moved in. LOL. Yeah. Smart. Smart. Very smart. <laughs> we started noticing some weird things happening in the house, but we blamed it on the 100-plus-year-old age, like creaky floors in the night and things like that. We eventually started blaming this on the imaginary ghost that we made of and brushed it off, all of us being skeptics and not thinking twice about it. However, things started to get weirder as the months went on. One of my roommates cleaned out her closet one day and found really old newspaper clippings sitting on the top shelf and a note that just said, I'm sorry, mommy. Ooh. Oh, my God. Not the mommy. Ugh. Thank you to Care Of for sponsoring this portion of today's episode. Care Of is a subscription service that ships high-quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. All you have to do is go to careof.com and take a short, in-depth quiz about your lifestyle and health goals for a personalized, doctor-backed recommendation, taking all the guesswork out of what supplements are best suited for you. After I took my quiz, it was recommended I start taking fish oil and riboflavin, and so far, I've really liked the way my Cara vitamins help me feel. After taking my quiz, I was able to get a prenatal vitamin and other vitamins to help support me in this pregnancy. And let me tell you, that is something that is much needed because I'm definitely not eating as well as I should be. Care of even offers a free app that allows you to track your progress and how you feel so you can earn rewards like discounts and merch when you're consistent with taking your vitamins daily, which I think is something we can all benefit from. Yep. Care of's daily vitamin packs are great for on the go and are made of plant-based compostable film so you can stress less about your impact on the environment. 
For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code inhuman50. That's takecareof.com and enter code inhuman50. One night while washing my face, my bathroom doorknob started rattling loudly and turning back and forth while I just stood there frozen watching it. My bedroom door was already locked, so nobody could have been in my room turning my bathroom doorknob. I would have been out of there so fast. (laughs) I'd have been running. (laughs) Another example, one morning I came back from a night away from home and walked into my room and found a pillow lying on my floor that wasn't mine. Okay, I just got really creeped out because we had a UPS person just deliver a package and I saw the shadow of it behind (laughs) me as I'm reading this story. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I didn't even see it. I was like intently watching (laughs) the words across the screen. Oh, that was so creepy. Okay. I'm going to say that again. Another example. One morning I came back from a night away from home and walked into my room and found a pillow lying on my floor that wasn't mine. I sent a photo of it into our group chat and asked whose it was. One of my roommates replied, oh, that's weird. I was looking for that. I guess I was sleepwalking and walked into your room with it. She walked into my room holding a (laughs) pillow in her sleep the one night my bedroom door wasn't locked. Was she going to smother me? (laughs) How many nights when I was home had she sleepwalked over to my door and found it locked? Oh, my God. God. That's terrifying. That's exactly what I thought. She's going to (laughs) come smother you in your sleep. (laughs) Oh, roommates, right? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> anyway, I've had a history of nightmares, but I hadn't had one in years until I moved into this house and they started again. I kept having horrible, horribly morbid dreams all centered on my closet mm. that I was watching a family die in my closet that I saw a mother <gasps> and her child in my closet. Weird shit. Oh, my God. Once, I even had sleep paralysis where I opened my eyes and saw a silhouette of myself standing over me and breathing really heavily. I couldn't do anything but just shut my eyes and pray it went away. That's scary. Mm -mm. Anyways, I never told anyone about these dreams because I figured it was nothing more than my typical nightmares. But I think I was so wrong. After I had been living there almost a year, I had a friend come and stay with me for a night out in my college town. The next morning, she told me about a weird dream she had while sleeping in my bed. She dreamed that she had opened her eyes, looked over, and saw a creepy old woman standing over me and watching me sleep with a sinister smile on her face. No. I was freaked out, but I figured with the creaks and noises of an old house, it can make anyone be a little spooked and have bad dreams. However, a few weeks later, another friend stayed overnight with me and the next morning described her dream to me. The exact same fucking dream and creepy old lady my other friend had just had. Oh my god. Mind you, these girls don't know each other at all and would have no way of talking about their dreams to each other. Goodbye. I hope you left after that. Just moved right on out. I know. Oh. (sighs) My third and final guest that summer was a guy I had been seeing for a little while and he came over to spend the night at my house for the first time. The next morning, he told me he barely slept and that, quote, your house is seriously fucked up. Why didn't you warn me? I was so confused, but he absolutely refused to tell me what he had experienced that night and never came back to my house. He left and still has never told me the details to this day. Weird. Oh, my God. I wonder if he saw the same thing. That's so creepy. 
A few weeks later, I saw his friend group out at the bar and I couldn't stop my own curiosity. I asked them if they knew anything about what he experienced at my house that night. They stopped and got wide-eyed and said, you're the haunted house girl. That story is seriously so crazy and refused to tell me what happened too. To this day, I'll never know what he saw or dreamed that night, but I can definitely, but I can say I definitely saged my room a few times. (laughs) We even paid $6 online to see if anyone had ever died in the house before, but came up (laughs) empty handed. Well, that's good. Whether the house was haunted by spirits in the creepy staircase or from the house's possibly creepy past, we'll never know. But I did love that house despite its spooky inhabitants. My time living there turned me from a skeptic to a full believer in the paranormal, which I never thought possible. Wow. I haven't experienced anything since moving out, but I hope the people living there now have holy water and sage on hand. <laughs> I hope they do, too. And that's yeah. crazy that you di- you haven't experienced anything since you left. So it clearly was the house. Definitely the house. Yeah. And thank goodness nothing latched on yeah. you. Yeah. Woo! That's creepy. I hope y'all enjoyed this. I hope you all enjoyed and thank you so much for reading until the end. Sorry for the long ramble. Keep it human, Sarah. Oh my gosh, Sarah, that's such a creepy story. I always love a good like skeptic turned believer story because those like I feel like those are not bullshit. You know, not that we think any of you guys' stories are bullshit, but you know, some people might judge it up a little bit. But when you're a skeptic and openly admitting that and then you have an experience like this, it's it just always makes me smile because Yeah. It's, I'm obviously am a believer of, <laughs> of all that. Yeah, so. no, that's that's really freaky and oh, just scary. And no, thank yeah, you. I would have moved very, out. Very, very creepy. <laughs> okay, this next one is from Clara with a K, but maybe Clara. But I'm I'm gonna guess Clara. <laughs> okay, I was followed in open daylight when I was 15. <gasps> Hey, you two. Love your podcast. I have only listened it, listened to it for three weeks or something, but I've heard almost all the episodes. Oh, my gosh. Good. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of episodes. You're probably so sick of our voices. <laughs> Maybe not, though, because she lives in Norway, and I always like listening to people's, like, that's true. other accents from other countries. Cause, that's true. I don't know. But maybe not. <laughs> so, to my story. I live in Norway. Murder and kidnappings aren't as common as in the U.S., but it still happens. English is also not my first language, so bear with me. That is so sweet. Another place I want to visit, Norway. Norway. <laughs> I, I really want to visit, like, all of, like, well, all of Europe, but all of, Europe, all of definitely. the countries, like, around Norway. I, yeah. Yeah. When I was 15, I was supposed to meet my dad and stepmom in a cafe in the city. This cafe is in the end of is on the end of one of the most popular streets with a lot of co- cafes and shops. In the beginning of the street, there is a crosswalk and a small parking lot, maybe four or five spaces. I was walking over the crosswalk when I looked up and saw a car come towards me. Ooh. The car speeds up and I hurry over to the road so I don't get hit. I continue to walk and turn around to see what asshole was messing with me. The man came out of the car, looked at me while closing the door. At this point, I got creeped out. I started walking fast, and every time I looked over my shoulder, he was behind me, looking at me. Oh, my God. No. This is why you got to carry pepper spray. Yeah. Or a gun, if you're that person. Um, (laughs) 
at this point, I was praying to God, I don't do that often, that my dad and stepmom were already at the cafe. The cafe is right behind a light bend in the street, so the man could not see me walking in there. I walked into the cafe to see my dad and stepmom hadn't come yet. I looked out the cafe window to see the man. I jumped behind a big cement pole that was in front of the window so he couldn't see me. When I peeked out, I saw him standing on the street, turning like he was looking for someone. He lost. After a while, he turned and walked back the same way he came. I stood behind the pole until my dad and stepmom came. In the moment, I didn't realize that I had been followed, so I didn't tell my parents. It didn't make any sense. Why would he follow me? What did he want with me? Did I know him? Ooh. To this day, I still regret that I didn't tell someone so we could have reported it. I still jump or get nervous if a man walks behind me or makes any sudden movements. That is so sad and awful. And screw that guy for making you nervous. And you did the right thing. I know you regret, like, not telling someone, but you still got away from him and you hid. So that's, you know, important. Your safety is most important, of course. But, yeah, definitely report it if you can, too. That is so scary, though. I'm so glad you're okay. Yeah, and the fact that he, like, tried to run you down almost. like Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, really scary. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing, and I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. All right, next story is from Shannon. Hi, guys. Been listening for a while now, and every listener story episode, I tell myself I'm going to submit my story, but always forget. Sorry, <laughs> but you did it now, so props Yay! to you. <laughs> Anyways, around five years ago, my nan suddenly passed away. Oh, I'm so Aww. sorry. Prior to this, I had been living with her for around six months, so had to move back home with my parents. One night after her passing, not sure long how after, not, I just completely read that wrong, and my brain just, like, jumbled that up. Did you? Not, I I said, I think I said not sure long how after, but it's not sure how long after. I was reading along with you, and I didn't even catch (laughs) (laughs) Shannon, you totally wrote that right. My brain just jumbled. Okay. One night after her passing, not sure how long after, I was sleeping when I was dreaming of her. All of a sudden, I woke up and could feel a presence in the room, which I can only believe would be my nan. Mm -hmm. The scary thing was I couldn't move my body. I could only open my eyes, which I really didn't want to, as I didn't want to see anyone or anything that I didn't need to. That's like almost like a sleep paralysis slash like lucid dreaming type of thing. When you can't open your eyes, yeah. Or you can't move your body, but you can open your eyes. Yeah. I just remember begging my nan to please go away. I wasn't ready and I was scared. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the feeling lifted and I could move. I've never never experienced this again and have no idea why it happened. I shared a room with my sister and she never experienced anything like it. I wonder if your nan was like just coming to check on you and then once you told her you were scared she was like oh i'll find another way to look over you oh my gosh not the most exciting story but i thought i would share shannon thank you for sharing that shannon i really feel like she was like there with you and she didn't want to scare you so she was like okay i'll i'll leave that like don't worry yeah so i have a, a kind of similar story um when i was eight my grandfather passed away and i was spending the night at my grandmother's house which was his 
former house, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided I used to always sleep with him because my grandparents didn't sleep in the same bed. <laughs> so I would always sleep with my papa because I was closer with him at that time. But that night, obviously, he was not there. So I was sleeping on the couch. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and I always sleep with the TV on, so there was, like, a glow in the living room and kitchen area. And I looked up, and I saw my papa standing in the kitchen. And I don't know, like, at the time, like, I thought I was dreaming because I told my mom about it. And she was like, oh, you're just having a dream. Um, Because she doesn't really believe, like, you know, spirits come back to see you. Right. And stuff like that. But it was so realistic. And looking back now, like, I'm not 100% convinced that it wasn't a dream, that I didn't really actually see him, but I had the same feeling of um, being scared, but also feeling like he was letting me know, like, things were okay. Right. Yeah, so I had a similar experience, Shannon. So it probably was your nan just coming to check on you and, you know. Yeah, I think so, too. scare you, probably. Yeah. (laughs) So, Yeah. There's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care, and that's because your hair and your hair goals are completely unique. I have curly, frizzy hair, and I've never been able to find something that controls it well and shows off my curls, even those curly hair products. But now, thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say I've never been more in love with my hair. I use a pre-shampoo hair mask and a leave-in conditioner that pros sent me, and I've been obsessed with how it's making my hair feel. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. First, Pros starts by asking about my hair goals, which for me is more volume and hair growth after having my twins last year. I loved that the quiz asked me questions about my lifestyle, my hair routine, and the environment I live in so they could customize a formula perfect for me. The shampoo and conditioner pros sent me are perfect for my needs, and I've been loving how soft my hair has been since starting them. The best part is, if you're not 100% positive pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the key to achieving all of your hair, hair goals this year. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today by going to pros.com slash inhuman. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash inhuman for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Okay, the next one is from Haley A. Hi, ladies. I absolutely love your podcast. It saves me during my work days. That f- that's for sure. I actually have a spooky story which ties in with the Australian Anita Co- uh, Cobby case that you covered in episode 128. I remember that episode. Yeah. So what feels like a million years ago, when I was 16, I went on my first ever ghost tour in a church slash graveyard in Blackstown. NSW Australia. What does NSW stand for? Uh, New South Wales. New South Wales. Okay. Initially, when I was going there, 
it was for a bit of a laugh with my mom and my brother's girlfriend at the time because I didn't fully believe in spirits before this experience. Oh, another skeptic. Yep. <laughs> it's safe to say, though, I am 100% a believer now with a few experiences that made it hard for me to ignore the truth. This ghost tour was a sunset graveyard tour, so... While we waited for the sun to set, we all went inside the church to learn more about the history of this church and some of the friendly spirits who were buried in the graveyard. In the church, there were two rows of chairs um, along the aisles, but face facing inwards towards each other. And the tour guide sat on a chair at the top of the altar facing toward all of us. She was a very interesting character. She used a lot of hand gestures when speaking, and she was telling us some really interesting facts, so everyone was silent and listening intently. Suddenly, while she was talking, she stopped mid-sentence with her hands in the air almost in an almost walk-like-an-Egyptian pose. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's great. <laughs> I remember this because it was an ironic pose to stop in and gave me a good giggle. <laughs> Within seconds after stopping speaking, she immediately said in a harsh and urgent tone, everyone move your chair up closer together. Whew. Which we all did immediately because the change in her tone scared us quite a bit, to be honest. Oh my gosh. Then, then she stared, not at me, but almost through me and said, be careful. She likes blonde hair. Now, I at this stage thought to myself, oof, sucks to have blonde hair, doesn't it? <laughs> and <laughs> as I looked around the church for the poor soul who would be so scared right now, it dawned on me that I was the only blonde person in attendance of this tour. Woo. Wow. So naturally, I was like, act natural. Haley, <laughs> you've got this. <laughs> And tried to sit there and play it cool. So I smiled and nodded and she proceeded on telling us the history. Shortly after, I kept feeling someone brushing the back of my neck and my ponytail and etc. And I just expected it was my brother's girlfriend trying to scare me so I pay no attention. Then all of a sudden, I felt hands around my neck and my airways were completely cut off. Oh my god. I was sitting here in this church choking and I was scared because I genuinely couldn't breathe. And my eyes started watering and it, and it, wait, and I didn't find it funny, a funny prank. So I turned to kind of nudge my mom or my brother's girlfriend who were on either side of me and tell whoever it was to stop and not choke me again. But as I looked at them, I found my brother's girlfriend sitting there with her hands in her lap and my mom holding her phone with both hands recording this lady's speech. I soon realized there was no human hands on my throat, but despite that, I was choking. I managed to nudge my mom, and she looked at me immediately dropped her phone because she said the fear in my eyes was striking, and by that stage, there were tears streaming down my bright red face while I sat there desperately trying to breathe. I got up and ran from my chair straight out of the church, and the second I stepped foot out of the church everything released and I could suddenly breathe again my mom came rushing out behind me as I dropped to the ground in a state of pure stress and panic and she held me while I cried within seconds the tour guide came out after my mom and I and asked if I was okay what had happened my mom explained that she that what she saw when she looked at me and then both looked at me for some kind of explanation which I tried to give 
tried giving them through my tears. The whole time I refused to enter the church again, and when I finally told them what happened, the tour guide sighed and said, I was afraid this would happen. She doesn't mean harm, but we think that's the only way she knows how to connect. And I just stared blankly at her like, ma'am, what are you going on about? <laughs> then she went Then she went on to explain one of the bodies in the graveyard was Anita Cobbies. And she doesn't oh my engage God. with people often. But what she does, it's because there's something familiar about their spirit. Wow. Wow. Which this tour guide had felt upon my arrival. Wow. That is wild. Yeah, that is. Wow. She went on to explain that her spirit is not a bad spirit and she means no harm. But that is the only way she knows how to communicate. And that's all she was trying to do. The guide then gave me a protective crystal and explained a few ways I could try grounding and calming myself down in case anything similar happens again. Yeah. After that, I sat outside with my mom until the sun set, and we all went on and completed the tour of the graveyard. Wow, you are brave. Oh, my you God. Are brave. <laughs> I would have run out of there so fast. I don't know if I could have done that. I mean, I don't know. Part of me would kind of be curious, but most of me would be terrified it was honestly one of the scariest days of my life because i genuinely had no clue what was happening or how to help myself i don't tell people this story very often because some people just think i'm insane but (laughs) i absolutely love and adore you both and i thought the perfect place to finally tell this story would be right here on your incredible podcast podcast if i can talk and we absolutely love and adore you too girlfriend we do yes I hope you enjoyed. I also have a crime-related story based in Belanglo, Belanglo, (laughs) where the Australian backpacker, oh, Ivan Malat, Mm -hmm. crimes were committed. Ooh, I want to hear that story. I do, too. So if you enjoyed this story and want to hear another one from me, then I would love to send it through. Have an amazing day, ladies. Haley A. Wow. Okay, first of all... Please send that Ivan Malat story because I mm-hmm. have it on my list to cover. Yep. It's like the first one that you had on there, wasn't it? Or I like think one so. Of the first yeah. One? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I will one day and I'd love to hear the story. Yes. Second of all, that is so wild that she doesn't come out often. And, you know, it's like she's just kind of chilling. But when there's something familiar about yeah. their spirit, they she comes out and she's that's like, oh, Wow. That's crazy. But I'm like, the 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 strangling is the way to connect. That's not really. I, that's not the vibe I was <laughs> from. Yeah, that. yeah. Not, like we don't know. You know, obviously we don't know if it's really her, but you know, whoever it was or whatever it was. Um, I don't think they were they were trying to vibe with you. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. I would have probably left, but yeah. that's cool that you stayed and. Like yeah, kind of good kept... for you. Yeah, you're a badass bitch. <laughs> yeah, really. Okay, our next story is from Tabby. All right, hi guys, love the show and have binged all the episodes in the last few months. I wanted to share a story that happened when I was younger. I guess you could call this kind of a spooky story. For the majority of my life, I lived with my mom and grandma in their farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Okay, can I just say that is like a dream of mine to live in like land an area where there's like a ton of land Mm -hmm. and just no one around 
and you just have like a farm hat that's so cool but also probably might. spooky but like that's so cool and you might have to move out of california for that is yeah there? so that's that's why i i will never do that because i couldn't leave california or my family but right that would be so cool like it's a it's a dream though yes yeah, yes I, that. I would often feel like i was being watched hear footsteps going up and down the stairs cabinet doors would be open randomly etc starting with when i okay so maybe i don't want to do that because maybe there's haunted spooky spooky. there's no neighbor so if something happens where are you gonna run yeah that's true all right i take back my dream i'm good i'm good where i am i'm the same way though i'm the same way i want i want land and no neighbors but yeah i think about that kind of stuff all the time yeah okay starting with when i was five i hated going into our basement The lighting down there was sketchy at best, and we had one of the strings that you pull to turn on one single light bulb to light the whole basement. Ew, that reminds me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) Uh, uh, The light bulb was close to the washer and dryer so we could go and do laundry. Well, this particular time I was down there with my mom, and she was showing me how to pull laundry out of the dryer. We had these big oil tanks as the farmhouse was really old and used to have oil heat back in the day. I bent over to pull the laundry out of the dryer and noticed a man lying under the big oil tanks. Oh, my God. (laughs) He looked like he had been badly burned, and five-year-old me told my mom that there was a burning man over by the tank. She told me I shouldn't have such an active imagination, and we went about (laughs) doing the laundry. The burning man is really important for a couple reasons. As I got older, I didn't see him anymore, but still felt like I was being watched anytime I went down there and would run up the steps, laundry basket in hand, anytime I needed to go down there. Oh my gosh. The basement wasn't finished and was basically just cement bricks with spider webs and dark corners and a big cement floor. When I was a teenager, one particular night, I had my phone plugged in and sitting on my windowsill, which was next to my bed at the time. I woke up to a loud crashing sound and reached for my phone to use the flashlight. My phone was gone, and I reached down next to my bed and pulled up the cord with no phone attached. I eventually found my phone underneath another part of my bed. To kind of explain this, my bed was a waterbed and sat on basically a wooden box. For my phone to have left the windowsill and end up where it did, it would have had to travel up the long side of my bed, (laughs) turn the corner, and continue down the short side of the bed. Basically, it didn't make sense that the phone went from where it was when I went to sleep to where it was when I woke up. The next day, I was looking all over my bed for any reason that my phone would have been thrown. The bed frame for my waterbed was wooden, and there appeared to be a burned handprint on this bed frame right above where I found my phone. Oh, my God. The biggest thing that happened in regards to Burning Man was that a week before Thanksgiving in 2019, the house caught fire and was a total loss. Oh, my gosh. gosh. I'm so sorry. I hadn't thought about the burning man in years until my daughter's father brought up the story that I told him about the laundry room. They never figured out what exactly happened, but the insurance company assumed it was an electrical fire. Thankfully, my grandmother had made it out and told everybody that it had started on the front porch before moving to the living room. Eventually, the whole house went, but I was never able to find any history of anything like that happening before. The old house used to be used as a funeral parlor, but that's as much information as I could find. Wow. I wonder if the Burning Man did that for some reason, like either out of anger or if he, I don't know. Yeah. It's just creepy that you like had several experiences with this Burning Man and then the house burned down. Burned. Yeah. What are the odds of that? 
and started on the porch if it was an electrical fire. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And I really hope you like to hear my story on the podcast. I hope you guys had great holidays and I'll probably send more stories in at some point because I have a lot of them. Please do. (laughs) Thanks, Tabby. Wow. Thank you, Tabby. That's really freaky. I hope the Burning Man doesn't follow you to wherever you are now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I hope you are free and clear of the Burning Man. Yeah. Okay. This next one is from Pita. Okay. So my best friend and I are avid true crime, horror, and all things spooky. We live in a, we live in England and randomly one night decided to go for a drive in the middle of the night. We drove to a little village called Pluckley, which is believed to be, be the most haunted village in England. Okay, why Ooh. do you people do this to yourselves? Like driving <laughs> to these it's places thrilling. in the middle. No, it's thrilling. It's scary. It's thrilling. It's okay. You guys can just all tell me stories about it and I'm never going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> the drive itself was something out of a horror film, pitch black on a desolate country <clears throat> country lane road with trees twisting and arching over the road, making a sort of tunnel. That's kind of actually cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. We get to Pluckley a, a little before 2 a.m. and decided to walk around the old church and graveyard. While walking, we noticed there's smoke coming from a little chimney chimney on the church. We think nothing of it as it's cold out and could have easily been heating or something. My friend decided to get a, a close shot by the church door and as she approached the church bell started chiming 2 a.m we both jumped out of our skin when the bell stopped we could hear someone faint almost singing from inside the church like a horror movie kind of low pitch haunting church singing nope but it was so faint when we brushed it off or but it was so faint we brushed it off as something in the distance what would be in the distance, may I ask? <laughs> and you're in a haunted area. Why would you? Yes. Like, no. And you're at like a church and a graveyard. What would be in the distance? No. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. We collect ourselves. And as we're looking around, we both see some sort of red glow in the distance towards the back end of the little graveyard. Knowing that one of the 12 reported ghost sightings is a red lady and very angry, we decided to bolt back to the car. Okay, good job. Smart. (laughs) We drove home after deciding to completely skip a trip to the woods. Smart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The next day, I looked online and discovered that the red glow we saw is likely to have been the red lady known as Lady Daring. She died in the 12th century. Holy shit. (laughs) And she is said to linger the grave of her stillborn child. Aww. That is so sad. Wow. I did read somewhere about the old church building being out of use for a few hundred years. So the quote unquote heating smoke we saw should not have been uh, there. Nor uh. the bell chimes when we are trying to find the same information again to add to this. I can no longer find it. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I mean... I know that, like, in some churches, people, like, sleep there. Like, the gr- the grave, um... Oh, yeah. Called? Like, the grave attendants or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, like, that doesn't... I feel like that doesn't really happen as, as often anymore. Yeah, that's... I think she was hanging out in that church. Yeah. So, I have a few other spooky happenings, too. So, share those. Yes, please, Pita share those other spooky happenings. please do that is so creepy. english 
English spook fest. <laughs> I do too, but don't go back to that town because that's really yeah. creepy. Unless <laughs> you really want town. to, then go back yeah. and tell us your stories. <laughs> Stay away from the lady in red. <laughs> yes, probably a good idea. Okay, our last story for today is from Josh. <laughs> Hello, Andrea and Haley. I hope I spelled that right. You did. Good job. Yeah. I'm a teenage boy currently living in Massachusetts. I love listening to your podcast while I longboard, play basketball, or do homework. Love it. I've always wanted to longboard, but Same. I would fail miserably. I used to skate, like regular skate, but like on a regular skateboard, but yeah. longboard is so much harder. I know, but it looks so fun. I have two stories, one of a reoccurring dream and past lives. However, I'm only going to share one today because it is quite long. I will make sure to share the other at another time. Please do. Yes. Anyway, let me get to the story. Ever since I was a kid, my mother and grandmother had always warned me not to go down a side road right next to our house. The road was named Lantern Lane. Kind of sounds like a Stephen King title. It kind of does. (laughs) Lantern Lane was a myth slash legend in our hometown. Supposedly, homeless people lived in its woods. Lantern Lane was a road that was about 10 feet of pavement before it switched into gravel and then into a trail leading into the woods of my town for miles. No one lived on this road. At the start of the trail was a big metal bridge going over a small creek. If you dropped a rock or phone on it, the bridge would make an extremely loud clanging noise that would echo for what seemed like forever. So me as a teenager who was obsessed with true crime and horror naturally Mm -hmm. thought it would be a good idea to walk this trail alone at night. Again, what are you people doing? Stop doing this stuff. (laughs) At least don't do it alone. Bring your friend. Buddy system. (laughs) (laughs) So once the sun had set, I told my family I was going to walk the dog, but I left it instead in my room with the door closed. (laughs) Oh, you should have taken your dog with you. (laughs) Yeah. As I headed out and onto the road, I could feel my stomach start to fill with a sense of dread, but nonetheless, I continued. Once I had made it to the bridge, I checked my phone to see if my family had discovered my lie, and while pulling it out, I dropped it. My phone hit the bridge, and with it came the very eerie echo that lasted forever. Oh, no. Determined and scared, I quickly picked up my phone and continued forward into the trail. The deeper and deeper I went, the more my stomach dropped in my body until I had walked about a half mile into the woods and my stomach was at my feet. Oh my gosh. The whole time I was walking, I was checking behind and to the sides of me. Then, after a few steps, I heard a twig snap. Mm-mm. Immediately, I whipped around prepared to have to fight for my life, but alas, there was nothing. Mm. Okay, I'm glad that you experienced this so you could tell us this story, but like... Stay safe, people. This is scary. Yeah. Because it could be like a real murdering, like, mm-hmm. crazy person, you know? Like, not just but a you never know. spirit. Or just a ghost. You never <laughs> yeah. know. You never know. Startled, I kept moving forward until I heard another twig snap and another and another. They seemed to be following me, and every time I turned around, there was nothing. After a few more yards of walking, I came across one of the scariest scenes of my life. Oh, my God. My, like heart is racing (laughs) in front of me i saw an old broken decomposed doll stroller with black ash all around it 
As I looked up, I heard another twig snap and something brushing against leaves. Then an unidentified shape emerged from behind a tree. Before I could even decipher it, if it was a branch or a human, I decided to <laughs> cut my losses and I bolted, bolted out of the woods at the fastest p- pace my track runner self has ever set. <laughs> to this day, I could have sworn that I came across a homeless campsite set up deep in the Massachusetts woods. Or a really freaky, like, ghost of a little girl, like, <laughs> playing with her doll stroller. Oh, my God. Or, or, or maybe it was the site of a sacrifice. Oh, from, like, gosh. some witches. Because, you know, Massachusetts be having some true. witches up there. That is true. And he said Ooh. he found, like, an ash circle around the thing, yeah, right? so it could have been. Oh. Mm. <sighs> Thanks for listening to my story. Keep it human, Josh. Josh. Okay, Josh. That one really, really freaked me out. (laughs) That was creepy. Like, even though it's daylight here, I'm terrified that I'm home alone right now because, wow. (laughs) That was so creepy. But thank you for sharing. And I'm glad that you were not murdered. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. You guys, these were some really good listener stories. Like, I'm really, I'm thoroughly freaked out now. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing these. Much yeah, appreciated, in, man. Yeah. Also, we haven't said this in a while. If you're new to our podcast, head over there on Apple and leave us a rating and review. Yeah, a nice or Spotify, one, or Spotify. Spotify too. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So we would love it. It helps us reach more people, and we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Do <laughs> we don't know what to say. We don't know how to. <laughs> I was end gonna this. say, and thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep it keep human. It human. <laughs> bye, guys. Bye, bye.